Dan, the ambassador of nonsense. Welcome, everyone. Our topic this week, I don't know, it, it's its like one of those things, uh, I'm showing you having 0% uploaded. Okay, now... Uh, I was going to say, I had zero, but now it's moving along. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that uh, white guys don't talk about a lot. It's just, you're not supposed to talk about it. Hmm. Um, and the more white you are, the less you talk about it. Other than to tell everybody that you're against racism. You know, I'm, I'm against racism. I can say that. And I can say I have a black friend. But here's the thing. I don't have any black friends. I really don't. <laughs> and you know, the other thing is, um, I, I don't even really know anyone. Well, I know a couple black people, but I don't know their names. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just, most of my friends are family and now you've known, you've, you have known black kids like in high school, right? Yeah. I grew up, uh, okay. I, I went to Hughes high school for a couple of years. You know a lot um, of black kids there. That was like maybe three to one, maybe mm -hmm. even four to one um, against white. Uh, before that, I mean, we went to St. Martin's. There was no black kids there. Actually, there was one well, black kid. There was one, one that I hung out with. His name was uh, Tony Tony Greco or Gecko okay. or something. Tony That's Greco. That's not a very black name. No, it's not, but he was a black kid. I think he was adopted by... Um, because we would go to like to his, he lived with his grandmother. I'm going to adjust my camera a little bit. Um, you know what? I did him. That's right. There was a guy named Jason. But I mean, he and I, we, we went everywhere together. We hung out a lot. There was a, a half black kid that lived in the neighborhood, but um, one of those deals where his mom and dad were white and mm -hmm. he denied that he's black. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, so it the was question like, of black never came up. <laughs> We I were just, barely aware I, of the I, distinction. I don't even remember why it came up. I just said something like, mm -hmm. well, because you're black. He's like, no, I'm not. Oh, he's like, what do you mean I'm black? Okay. I'm like, dude, yeah. you're black. Uh, <laughs> he didn't know it at the I, time. I knew there was, there was a black kid that hung out. You know, but that, I, I don't mean he hung out. There was a black kid who was part of our circle in um, high school at LaSalle. Mm -hmm. um, he, you know, he came from a family richer than ours. Um, he, there were, you know, there were a couple it, black guys when I went to the South, but just I, like, I wasn't really part of their group. He was just know. a normal guy, them, though, but, you know, uh, but I, the thing I, is, I've known a bunch of black guys professionally. Yeah. As engineers, you know, at, at NIOSH, um, yeah, there was a black guy who was in charge of, of the division at, um, when I worked at. Um, the uh, what's the name of the oh Nova later L three, you know there were black guys there who both engineers and techs in the lab, um, and then well, up in Michigan, of course, there's plenty of black guys as you know engineers in the Detroit area. So I've only known black guys in that kind of professional, but yeah. not in other capacities wouldn't say any of them were friends just colleagues um yeah you know acquaintances um let's see thomas started 
kind of a part-time position at Amazon last week. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes into the lunchroom. It's his second day. And he grabs a seat. Their lunchrooms are like cafeterias. It feels like you're in high school again. If you start working there, it's like it. It's like your first day at high school because you don't know anyone. Nobody knows anyone. And uh, except for the people who have been there for a little while and they've already formed cliques and you're not part of it. So you're kind of standing (laughs) just like like, high school all over again. It's terrible. It was awful. Um, Until you make friends, then it's Mm -hmm. not too bad. But it was his second day. So he found a spot. He put his lunch down grabbed his seat and he was, you know, pulled his seat out and got in front of his seat and still hadn't sat in it because he's messing with his lunch. Mm -hmm. And some uh, guy came in and grabbed his chair and sat down. And Thomas is like, dude, that's my chair. (laughs) Yeah, that's my chair. He's like, he said something nasty to him. And Thomas is like, dude, get out of my chair. And the guy Mm -hmm. like told him to F off or something like that. Wow. Okay. You've seen Thomas. He's, he's not a small guy. He's not huge, but he's not small. Mm -hmm. And I guess I can't imagine another white guy doing this to another white guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine a black guy doing this to another black guy. I mean, I can imagine it in prison. I can't imagine it at all in a workplace. Right. Right. I can't, I, you can't help but see the racial component here because he was a black guy. Mm-hmm. Thomas is a white guy. Um, and I guess maybe if this were the 90s, maybe I wouldn't see it this way because in the 90s, we were starting to forget about race. A lot of people were anyway. Yeah. When I saw kids hanging out together, they didn't seem to even notice race. And I'd see men hanging out together, they didn't seem to know. But since Obama became president, mm-hmm. uh, something's been happening. And suddenly we're talking about race again. It's the weirdest thing. Hold on. Something, buddy? Okay, he said she was talking to some girl in a sedan, and then she rushed into her house real suddenly. I asked her if she was okay, and Heather said she answered, but I didn't hear her, and she rushed inside. Hmm. Okay, I'll have one of the kids go over check on her uh, yeah. when they get home. Okay, so, but you know, the thing is, when you refer to the 90s, and, and for me... Okay, I, I, I graduated. Keep in mind, I was at Hughes at this time. I know, 90s, that, that's that's I my point, is that 90s for you is high school. And yeah. so for you, when you think 90s, high school is also your reference. Now, right. when I was in high school, I could see a white guy my age doing that to another white guy my age because this was oh, high school. Yeah. We had things yeah. okay. called bullies, Yeah. right? Okay. Since I've gotten out of high school and into the workplace, I your your story kind of shocks me because I can't imagine anybody doing this to anybody. 
right. in the workplace. Right. It's, it's the most bizarre thing. These are young it, that's, guys, though. That's what's weird about this. Thomas it's, and it's the other as guy though, are in their 20s. But even as a 20s, it's, it's like, no, that, you don't do that at work. No, I know. It's and, and that's the thing. I mean, when 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 you're seeing an increase in this kind of behavior, it's as though certain people can't move beyond high school. I that or something. I don't know. It, I mean, maybe race has nothing to do with any of this. Maybe he would do it to anyone, but he didn't do it to anyone. He did it to the white guy. Yeah. Who's generally quiet and doesn't speak unless spoken to, you know? Unfortunately, he didn't realize Thomas wasn't going to let him have that chair. So Thomas mm -hmm. pushed him off and the guy laying on the floor and then he got up and walked away because, I mean, once Thomas puts on his mean <laughs> face, it means doesn't something. doesn't get intimidated. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I have a similar story. I was, uh, I was at a convenience store and I walked in. There was a guy in line. I grab my junk and I get behind him in line. The, the guy in front of me. To be clear, you black. grabbed what you intended to buy. You didn't grab your yeah, junk. I didn't grab my junk. I grabbed a carton of milk and I stood in line. Another black guy walks in and obviously these guys know each other. But mm -hmm. I mean, it seemed more like long lost friends or something. Oh, so. Uh, hey, he, you know, they Haven't come you up know? and they start talking and, mm -hmm. uh, this convenient line is like, I mean, this, this store is so bad. I mean, you got to wait an hour for each transaction, especially oh. because there's some idiot buying lotto tickets in front of me. I hate lottery players. Yeah, I sure. really do. <laughs> you should have your own line. Well, go to the machine. You, They've got machines now for that. Yeah, they got machines. Why are you taking up all this time? Uh, what did G. Gordon Liddy used to call it? Uh, uh, the voluntary idiot tax? The, yeah. The <laughs> um, anyway, I'm waiting in line, and these two guys are talking. Uh, I, I'm witnessing this, and I'm just kind of, it's weird to me. Because they both had a giant wad of cash. And they seemed like they were kind of showing it off to each other. Saying things like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm doing pretty good. This is how good I'm doing. Something like that. Like, um, huh. I, I would that's never weird. That's like comparing, like, well, you know, I mean, comparing like that, it. I mean, that's like, um, like day cash things, like, you know, like, like you're out on the street selling pens or something and, and hey, look what my take today was. Kind yeah. Of compare. That's, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, okay, here's to compare the thing. Cash, a white guy witnesses like this, mm -hmm. uh, or someone like me witnesses this and immediately thinks uh, all the drug dealers. But yeah, I could tell they weren't mm -hmm. drug dealers. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think drug dealers would show a lot of cash. I they would be they a little bit more savvy that about in. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they were drug dealers. I think they were just showing off how much money they had. Because both of Maybe them they were the credit guys... card to pay. Well, you know the guys we see on the street corners the, anymore. Like big? With the buckets out, the homeless uh, thing? No, that, no, that wasn't. It wasn't like that? Okay. Because no, I'm convinced had, that's like a, a ring. I'm, they that's were wads like, of 20s and, and okay. hundreds. Okay, so, they, they wouldn't get that from that. So um, huh. Anyway, wh whatever. I'm, 
I just bring that up because it was it's so weird. foreign to me. Yeah. Um, and then it's the one guy's turn to check out. He pays with a credit card, not the wad of cash from his pocket. Um, and then he leaves, and the other guy, he didn't actually leave. He walked to the door and stopped. The mm-hmm. other guy starts asking for a pack of cigarettes. I said, whoa, dude. And he looked over. I was in line. I said, you're in line. He said, I was just talking to my friend. I said, I know. And now you're in line behind me. I saw when you came in. You can get behind me. Get behind me. He kind of tried to, like, how dare you? Mm -hmm. But the guy he had been talking to was standing at the door. Yeah. And he just started laughing his ass off. And he kept going. Really? Yeah. He's laughing. He said, you ain't in New York no more. You in Cincinnati now. And he kept saying that. You in Cincinnati now, bro. You can't do that in Cincinnati. That's kind of fun. Actually, I, I kind of like the guy now. Yeah. <laughs> the I, guy I just, at the door. <laughs> the whole thing, again, it's hard to ignore the racial component to this. It is, though. It is, though. Yeah. It, it's and like, I you, don't think... I, I don't know what to say thing. about this. You, here, here's what's strange. You It, it would... Okay. You don't expect this behavior anywhere once you reach a certain age and, right. and move into normal society. Right. But in America, for the last, let's say, 20 years, there's a sense in which it makes sense when it's racially the way you just described it, right. and in which it doesn't make sense if not, if you were to reverse them, right. or if you were to erase race from the question. Right. You know, if, from, if from we the don't know, you know what I mean? White and black, if they're all white like, guys, well, that's weird. it wouldn't I make mean, any sense. If they're all black guys, it wouldn't make any sense. But when it's laid out the way you described, for some reason, it's like it doesn't sound like completely foreign. You know right. what I mean? There And and yeah, it's a problem that that's the case, I suppose. You know, yeah. I there is, there is some kind of a, um, I don't know, a call it a chip on the shoulder, uh, like, you know, yeah. that, that, uh, I'll say it, black guys seem to have, I was in, uh, Fort Wayne. Oh gosh. This was probably six hey, Vic. years ago. Hold on. Yeah. Hey, Vic. Oh, she's in your living room. She just walked past. Will you thought. check on grandma? I read this text from buddy. I'm going to forward you a text, and you can do whatever you want. All right. So I'll let her check on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Fort Wayne. So, yeah, this is six or seven years ago. I was in Fort Wayne. Um, Terry had a job there, and she. we thought we were going to like move there as a family, but ended up moving down to in, you know Indianapolis instead because that's where mm-hmm. I got a job. And... So I was down there. I parked in a mall to go into a Walmart or something like that. And I, you know, some distance from the, the, the store itself, you know, out in the parking lot. And I had this car that was kind of a pain um, for, first of all, I didn't have the fob thing to be able to lock and unlock the door. I had the, the key that you had to physically lock the door. Yeah. And normally I'd be walking away and I'd hit the fob, but, but, I forget whatever the circumstance, I didn't have that with me. So I started yeah. walking away, realized I didn't have that. So I went and dug it out of my pocket 
and went back to it and locked the door. And I was starting to walk away from that. Well, right parked, uh, he was right behind where I was standing, parked right next to my car. Um, This guy in a Cadillac had his window down and he said, Hey, you thinking some brother in a car that's worth four times yours is going to steal your car or something like that? He said, actually, he said, you think a brother in an $80,000 car is going to be worth, you know, stealing your whatever Honda something, whatever it is, yeah. uh, Accord, I think. It was weird because I didn't even notice the guy was there. Yeah. But and you don't know for what some to say. reason, well, I, I know what I wanted to say. For some reason, he thought, that my actions had anything in the world to do with him. Yeah. It's, and uh, the so that was one thing. The second thing is that he was way more aware of the difference in the values and costs of our cars than I would have ever been. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it's like, th- there used to be a saying, I don't know if you've ever heard it, and I'm going to bleep the words Okay, because I don't want to, you know, offend. The saying itself will offend people. Okay. And it's... You're not going to say the N-word, are you? Because we can't say that word. <laughs> you can take... No, I, you can take the bleep out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of the bleep. You've heard that saying, okay. right? Yeah. And you know the bleep word I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like this guy was out to prove that point with his yeah. attitude. I just said... I, you know, I, I tell him, I said, I just forgot to lock my car, dude. You know, and I walked yeah. off. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's acting like that. It's like, I don't know, whatever. But it was weird the way that he reacted and the way that he was so aware of the differences in the values of our cars yeah. and thinking that my actions had anything to do with him when I hadn't even noticed he was there until he spoke up. But it's, it's like you were saying the fact that it was a black guy, at least I had a reference for placing that as an interaction. It, it, you know, it was yeah, a, if a white guy said that to it you. was a part of an Americana. If it was a white guy, it would have been this guy's like on, on some kind of weird drugs or something like that. You know what I mean? It, th- yeah. This isn't normal. This doesn't play into any part of, of American society. When you take these things and then you start paying attention to what's going on in society right now, um, you, there are YouTube, I, I don't know if they're on YouTube or Rumble or what, but uh, black guys beating up white guys and filming it. And uh, and, and that's yeah, the thing I, now. That's, I started seeing that. I mean, you know, a few years ago I was on I used to be on Twitter. I've been, Mm -hmm. it's been over a year since I've gotten onto a social media thing and I am happy and never intend to go back. But that's something I used to see. And it's like, what are these guys? At first I thought they were like staged, like, like everybody was an actor. Yeah. But I became convinced now this, this is a phenomenon. It's like, Hey, let's rush this guy, beat them all up, punching, kicking and everything and recording it. And then we'll put it on Twitter or whatever. It's like, what is going on here? It's it was really weird. It it was um it seemed to be happening. Uh it seemed to be picking up and starting like like right 
pre like basically between the the election of Trump and and when COVID started. I don't know how it yeah. played out after COVID started up. I think it got worse during COVID, actually. I think it got um, worse during COVID, and I think it got even much worse after Trump was no longer in office. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, yeah, like, I, I haven't been on social media, so I don't know since now. Um, and it, it's hard to even talk about this stuff. This doesn't even it makes play so into. Sense. Yeah, it it doesn't even play into to the experience of. Uh, of what we've seen with, say, the the different behaviors of, of, of races and, you know, races within certain uh, social strata, say, um, yeah. back when, when we were, say, growing up or young adults. I mean, you could go to the mall and there was definitely a difference in behavior between um, a upper middle class uh, say black couple, yeah, uh, and the um, somewhat poor black kids who would go to the mall to hang out, right? Okay, but there was also equally a difference between the white kids that were at the mall to hang out and the black kids that were at the mall to hang out. Now, yeah. the white kids that were at the mall to hang out, they didn't behave necessarily. Um, well, you know, I mean, they yeah. were just as likely probably to shoplift or whatever, you know, but there was a difference. It was just a difference. It's, it's like the black kids needed to be loud for some reason, for one thing. That's, that's what I remember, you know, from when I was a kid hanging out in malls, it's like, you know, they would, they would call each other from, from like across the food court yeah. or whatever. Uh, white people, the white boys tended not to do that if they needed to get a hold of something they might run across the food court to catch up with a guy or whatever i don't know but um it's but i I guess this new this new stuff doesn't even fit into that kind of difference you know what i mean it's 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 completely different than what we grew up with i would i would bring up the a video we did or a podcast we did probably almost a year ago about uh, young women today, young women, it's almost like they've been trained to hate men and none of oh, them yeah. can really tell you why, why, mm-hmm. why is it, what, what's your problem with men? And they, they hate men and they accuse men of weird things that men generally aren't guilty of. Um, right. and whenever a young woman makes, uh, an accusation against men, aim any man, uh, for a long time, we're supposed to all just assume that is true because, yeah. and, and, and that's how they still behave. Um, I don't, but, and I don't understand where this hatred comes from. We're, it seems like we're seeing the same sort of thing. Uh, blacks against whites. It's just, it's there. You can't, you can't deny that this is happening. And you can feel it sometimes, usually in the more diverse cities. Um, you know, you go to wherever, and here mm-hmm. and there, you just experience. It's like this guy, for some reason, doesn't like me, and the only crime I can think of is that I'm white. Yeah. Um, and you're right; it, it was very different when we were going to high school. Um, 
like at St. Martin's, uh, there was one black kid. Uh, he, I mean, St. Martin's is, it's, I guess, middle class. Uh, mm -hmm. Most people there outclassed us because we were pretty poor. We were the poor ones at St. Martin's. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, the the black kid there, I don't know what class he was, but he didn't have any trouble making friends. It seemed more that mm -hmm. everybody wanted to be his friend. Um, mm. But I, see, when I started going, and, and I had very little experience with black people before that, other than Ryan Pool, we would go to a public pool. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I got into one or two fights while I was there at public, uh, and I, I would say. By the time I'm leaving a Catholic high school and going to a public high school, where again we're outnumbered vastly, um, mm -hmm. I was scared. I was scared to death. I was mm. scared of all black people. I just, I mean, why? But within, I mean, you know, within a month going there, I got over that and just kind of. It is what it is. Yeah, there's racial differences, yeah, there's... but it really was. There were different groups, and the differences that that, that were just culturally different. That's all. Mm -hmm. I mean, right? You got. I, there, I, there wasn't necessarily a you know. To this day, let's face animus. it: the black culture has their own dialect. I don't understand mm -hmm. it most of the time. There's an accent yeah. to it, and I seriously can't understand what they're saying most of the time. Uh, and there are words they use that are different than the that words are, yeah. we use in white culture. Um, I do remember one time uh, at, at Hughes, generally the white kids would hang out during lunch hour on the side lawn of the school. So there's this mm -hmm. big hill and a lawn. Mostly that's where all the white kids were hanging out. Most of the black kids... Uh, and some of the white kids hung out inside the lunchrooms. Um, okay. So for so the I, most part, they sort of voluntarily segregated. Right. Most of it was, and, and nobody seemed to care. It was just, mm -hmm. that's where they yeah, hung out. Just, that's this you, where you we prefer, hung out. Mm -hmm. um, right. I I had never seen any kind of racial fight at Hughes. I'd been mm -hmm. in a couple fights, but they were personal. Um, just, yeah. But... This one time, I'm sitting there with my friends, and among my friends, I'm taller than most of them. Um, I wasn't big. I mean, I'm as skinny as you're I am now. skinny as, as a rail, but, but I, I, just I think just I have a look to me that seems intimidating. So I'm with my friends, and um, this black kid comes up. I, I, I think he's a year below me, mm -hmm. and... He's like maybe third, 20, 30 feet away. He's yelling something at me. And I'm, I I went, what, at me? At you specifically? Not yeah, just well, friends? I couldn't tell at first. And I said, what, mm -hmm. me? And he said, yeah, you. And then he said something, but I couldn't understand what he was saying. And I was, uh, his friends were behind him. It looked like chiding him on and mm -hmm. laughing. And I, I had no idea what was going on. So I said... Okay, so I got up, and as soon as yeah. I got up, he ran off. And I thought, well, that was weird. <laughs> what the heck was that? I had no idea what that was. <laughs> Did you ever learn what that was? 
Well, it's coming. A day later, okay. <laughs> he's back again. Again, his friends are pushing him on. He's a little bit closer, and he's yelling at me. So I got up, and I started walking towards him, and he ran off. This happened every day, and we got a little bit Dude, closer Dude, you ever going to tell me what's up? Time. I really, to this day, don't know the words he but by day four, they sounded challenging. You know, mm-hmm. like, like he wants to challenge me to something, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. And every day we would get closer. Now, generally I'm leaving my group of friends because they had no idea. They're all just sitting on. around. Yeah, yeah. They're talking together. But on one day they start noticing this happening. And I think all they can see is what they can see. And they think there's something going on here. There's about to be mm-hmm. a fight or something. And so we, I, you know, I'm like five feet away from him, maybe 10 feet. And, uh, we're just kind of standing there, but see, my friends had suddenly all lined up behind me. Oh, and so it looks this, like a group square, square off. And mm-hmm. all this guy's friends had lined up behind him. So there's a group of black guys and a mm. group of white guys, and we're staring at each other. I, to this day, I have no idea what he wanted, but I know it was, was kind of a joke. It had become a joke between us. Oh, okay. You and him were kind of, okay. I, it, and, and, but by now there's a group behind us and there's a group behind him. And some people had looked out the windows and seen these two groups and people started filing out of the building. And there was, uh, maybe a hundred, 120, 150 black guys and about 30 white guys. Oh, all wow. facing each other on the front lawn and me and him are standing there right at face to face and we're just looking around we're like uh, i don't i don't know what to do next and i was <laughs> i said we should probably just not move a muscle until somebody comes to break this up and then the guards came down and and shoot yeah. everyone back to their classes it was the most tense thing i had ever experienced and i that's it was just that's the only racial thing that ever happened to me at Hughes High School. Huh. That's well, that's, and that's the closest you ever came to a all-out race fight. Yeah. What? What was that text about? Did you read it? Yeah. Who's thinking that? Buddy. Okay, Grandma said she wasn't talking to anybody. Okay. He said Grandma. I don't know. I wonder if she forgot or I don't know. All right. Oh well. I guess grandma's fine. So, oh, okay. So um, you know that's kind because of, I mean this is going back a little bit longer, but um, my wife was um, she went to a high school out in the newer developing area of, of the Indianapolis area, and this was during the times when the idiots in charge. I mean, there are always idiots in charge. Um, decided it would be a good idea to take you know, black kids from, from inner schools and ship them and bus them out to yeah, other schools. Right. This, just to this whole to... event happened. That was a busing situation. Hughes high school where everyone was bus. That was a busing. Point. Okay. Well, my wife there, I mean, she was often not quite aware of what was going on. She was very much a heads down, you know, yeah. Focused on, on her studies and where she's going kind of person. But there were literally race riots when she was in high school. Yeah. And a few times where she got like 
like shoved into her locker just for being a white girl. Um, but I, you know, the thing is to me, and I don't mean to me because I've never run into black people. I mean, all the black people that I've run into, which, okay. in my whole life, maybe it's, it's not even as many as two dozen black people that I've literally, uh, encountered enough to learn the names of. Okay. So, So not a ton, but of all the black people that I have had an opportunity to interact with in any meaningful way, um, to me, the, the race riot kind of thing is is like an ancient history that that is in a world that existed before I existed kind of yeah. thing. I you know it's that's been my experience. So right. Um and that's and, kind of and yet the thing is, I mean I see, you know, like driving through downtown Indianapolis, um, I see behaviors that are like you know it's not like I feel threatened if I'm driving down there or even if I were walking down there, it's just that, you know, there's certain people, well, why do you got to behave that way? And I can see how that behavior contributes to stereotypes of behavior because you see certain people behaving in certain ways that you don't see certain other people behaving. Now, why, why do these behaviors seem to align on color? And I think this is, you know, there's the, the thing is, there is a partial answer to since this. Obama got elected, that's happening more. The alignment, the mm-hmm. color alignment of behavior is happening more. And yeah. since Trump got elected, the behavior of black people, at least like small bands of black hoodlums, let's say, I, you know, I don't want to say yeah. black people generally, but but they're always black when you see these hoodlums doing this, the, the, the whole beating people up thing and recording it and putting it on social media. It, that's a new thing that, that it's, it's like, I don't know. It's a, whether it's a tipping point or some kind of inflection or what in the, um, the life of young black people that's, that's yeah. causing this. I don't, I don't know what it, I don't know how to read it. Um, yeah, it's hard to deal with. And then again, it's something that I think not a lot of podcasters will even talk about. And I thought, all right, let's just talk about it. Um, but the other question is, okay, first of all, is there actually a racial part of this? I mean, my the two experiences I just talked about was race even a part of that? Maybe not. Maybe that's my own bias coming out. Maybe, but like I I said, I've never seen something like that with two white guys or for both of us that it would have been more foreign as an experience. If it, if the racial breakdown weren't there. Right. And and yours and Thomas's experiences, we can, relate to that as a racial thing yeah at least um and the other part is well i mean what do you do about this i mean well okay i have a theory about about the uh, the 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 bigger part of it i mean the the, you know what okay what 
first of all, I, I do want to address something you were talking about earlier, and that's about mm -hmm. poor neighborhoods and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, usually, poor inner city neighborhoods are black. Mm -hmm. There are white people that are poor everywhere. But if you yeah. want to see a poor white neighborhood, you don't go inner city, you go to trailer parks. And you oh, will right, see right, right. much of the same behavior in trailer parks with white guys. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not exactly the same, but very, no, but very a close. Lot of, yeah. it, you'll see the same thing with a bunch of white teenagers. Hmm. So okay, well, just that's, putting yeah, that out. But, you don't, but you're usually not driving through a trailer park. You know, yeah. you have to drive through downtown. You don't drive through a trailer park. Having mm -hmm. lived next to a trailer park, I saw a lot. I was like, man, you guys are, I mean, it, I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> well, there was the one guy, I mean, like, right after you moved in, the 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 one there, the guy's nephew was killed in some kind of drug deal or something like that? Yeah, there was, uh, I saw, I looked out like the window. Like he had gone missing? Yeah, he had gone missing. I had heard about someone missing, and then I saw like four cops that were plainclothes show up. One of them parked in my driveway. That's why I noticed them. And then they all went to the neighbor's house. Apparently, they had found him part of a bad drug deal, I think. Uh, they had yeah. found him in the – they didn't find him in the Whitewater. They found him in the Ohio. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, – and then – I mean, there were... That's surprising, because the whitewater was right there. Yeah, why wouldn't they just put him in the whitewater? But they drove him all the way. But you know what? We're talking about rivers, goes, yeah. people, for those who don't yeah. know. Uh, he could have been thrown in the whitewater and floated down to Ohio. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they they meet. They meet, yeah. The, the one runs into so the other. That, that so. could have been ha what happened. Oh, well. Anyway, but yeah, things like that, and uh, I don't know, trailer parks are weird places. There was one time, yeah. Uh, Bella came in. I was at work, but Bella came in and said, "Mom, there's a bunch of people in our yard." And Vicky looks out. There's like thirty cop-looking guys. Wow. Some of them, some of them dressed up, some of them plain clothes. And mm -hmm. Vicky sticks her head out and says. What's going on? And I can't remember exactly what happened, but there was a guy who had listed his last known address at my house. Oh, he lived wow. There, okay. He lived there 10 years before I moved Before in. you did. But that's the last known address. And they were there uh, to try to collect him or whatever. Yeah, the DA was there and a bunch of other people. And <laughs> the D Wow. We... We called Hamilton deal. County, the city of Cincinnati, the state. We called everyone saying, look, this guy does not live here. Can you mm -hmm. please stop coming here to look for him? And they kept telling us, look, that was his last known address. Until we find him, they're going to keep doing this. People are going to keep showing up and saying, is so-and-so here? In like, other words, insane. talk about it. incompetence. Police I mean, are in... They What's the definition of an insanity? It's to keep performing the same action and expecting a different result. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's insane. But 
uh, yeah, it, it's just it, living in a trailer park was unusual or next yeah. to one. Well, yeah, I didn't really it's... live in one, but uh, so, okay, you said you, you know, had a theory. Well, okay, this is it's a it's a budding theory. This is not developed. This is not um, thought out very much, but but it's something that occurs to me. So, you know, th- this is not an attempt to explain, you know, racial differences in behavior. I expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I expect groups of people, especially, you know, when, you know, kids and, and um, you know, what we would call hoodlums, the, the, the kids yeah. who kind of band together and, and, and are hanging out. Um, kids who are to, against authority. Well, yeah, not only against authority, but but sort of a, a strength in numbers to sort of right. make yeah. make presumptions that they don't really have a right to. Like, for example, if there were a group of like five black guys and they just all decided to cut into line at that store, yeah. I mean, you might have said something, but but it would have been pretty easy for the five of them together to intimidate you into shutting up. Yeah, um, I probably would like have that said kind anything. of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so mm-hmm. I expect those kinds of behaviors. Those those aren't the kinds of things I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the right. ones about, you know, people going out and just beating up people and putting yeah. it on video and and posting it on places. So we've done a couple of podcasts on like angels and and demons and that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. I wonder do. Do you suppose that there's any, like, we've talked about how, to what degree can demons concoct strategies? Because we know that they can't, like, they can't create out of nothing. How well can they think strategically about things? So, like, if demons wanted to undermine, say, not just this person or this family, but an entire culture, an entire country. Yeah. Um, could they think strategically about that? Could they say, Hey, wait a minute, let's, you know, there's, there's plenty of people around that we're going to be able to exert influence on right. plenty of white people, plenty of black people. Let's pick one color and get them to start beating up the other color and destroy a country by creating that kind of conflict. I mean, that this is the weirdness that this is the kind of weirdness that I see in these, these videos of, of black people beating up white people, that it makes my mind start going to those kinds of places. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, I think that's, I think uh, they have done that more than once throughout history uh, concerning sexuality. I think they've mm-hmm. concocted, let's get men to start behaving like women and even having sex with other men and uh, giving a thumb at God's creation. This is how he created yeah. them. We're going to warp them. We're going to mess them up and get them so that nobody knows what's what. Nobody knows what a woman is anymore. You can't even... AI can't even define a woman. Um, so, yeah, I mean, knowing that this kind of stuff would happen anyway, probably, to a certain degree, to a very small degree, I think, when you've got two cultures 
or subcultures, let's call them, next to each other, there's going to be groups of kids that, you know, act that way on both sides. Um, yeah. But I but don't think... Taking don't it know. as far as they've taken it... I don't think the cultures, the two cultures... There, I mean, they were definitely two cultures. I don't think they were headed in that direction 25 years ago. Probably not. Something I changed. Mean, you know what okay, I mean? In That's, the 80s, uh, 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 generally speaking, uh, uh, a white girl would prove that she's cool by dating a black guy, you know? For example, yeah. And, and that's just that's how it was and nowadays it it i mean we've gone so far beyond that um and these i hate to say it mostly white girls go to these black lives matter protests Mm -hmm. and they cause more violence than anyone they seem to. When you look at the videos mm-hmm. of the protests, it's like, what are these girls doing? They're not even black. Yeah, they're not even black. Uh, they seem to be wanting to fight for blacks, but a lot of them are fighting black cops and things like that. It, none of it makes any sense at all. It's so... I, I don't see how it could be anything but diabolic on some level. Mm-hmm. Maybe not completely, but yeah, I would say... Yeah, I mean, not to the point of possession, but but I think there's a lot of ways for demons to influence people short of full, you know, bodily possession. And and I, yeah. I, think, I think that we may be starting to see some of that in some of this. And I think that part of it is an attempt to provoke reactions that that yeah. result in, in irreconcilable divisions in, within society, for example. Because, you know, it's it's one thing. I mean, if, if we have a division between, say, um, like FBI versus state government uh-huh. or, you know, like feds versus the state National Guard or in some kind of a standoff like that, that's, that's one kind of thing. That doesn't drive a wedge within society in fact such a such right. a, uh, a that kind of confrontation would tend to um to to bring together those within the state right the, i mean yeah. there's a there's a more commonality there this is different this is this is driving a true wedge at every level right yeah and it uh It creates a lot of discomfort and distrust, and uh, I don't know. It 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 makes it harder for society. We can say that at least it mm-hmm. it makes it makes it harder for us to progress in any direction. Um, yeah, it, I mean, the black people have their own national anthem. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Now, why? What's it's, the, it's, the? But you know, the, and the that. thing is, I think that's why the demons would pick. You know, like I said, there are plenty of people of any given race that demons can control if they want to. Mm-hmm. So why make black people beat up white people 
and not say the other way around. Well, Especially I think it's when... because white people tend, I mean, it is still a truth that most of the people in charge of the way most things are done tend to be white people. Yeah. Right now. And I think that's why they may pick to do it that way because then the reaction that they provoke is more sure to be um, uh, definitive and violent. I don't know. There's also um, the simple fact that, look, you, you take a group of five white guys and a group of five black guys uh, if they were faced with some kind of front confrontation, you're more likely to see white guys backing down. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, and you're more likely to see black guys not backing down. Right. Uh, I mean, I, 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 there, there is a cultural difference there where, where, where when a white guy gets runs into a problem, usually he's, well, you solve this by calling the police or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whereas generally the black answer to it is not to call the police, but to uh, either fight it out or whatever. I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the Indian guy? The uh, yeah, podcaster guy? Yeah. Yeah, Dinesh. Dinesh D'Souza. <laughs> he pointed out several times that he's watching these uh, these violent uh, gang fights or, mm-hmm. or things happening in Chicago no, where these yeah. young black men are literally charging down gunfire. Most white guys wow. wouldn't do that in a normal yeah. city setting. They would mm-hmm. run and run for cover, but you've got some of them are gang members. Some of them aren't gang members. They just don't feel like being put upon. Um, and you see a lot of courage in that subculture. You don't see much courage in the uh, subterranean white culture. You know. Yeah. That well, you know, it's kind of funny because as you were talking, and I started laughing. And the reason I started laughing is because the thought occurred to me. Are you saying that black people tend to be more American and white people tend to be more Canadian? That's how it's shaping up. I, I don't know how that's else to how say it's it. starting to look, isn't it? Which, which confused the daylights out of me because when uh, when the murderer Mike DeWine came out with his mask mandates, mm-hmm. my first thought was, yeah, that's not going to fly in, you know, in these small towns. Yeah. And I would go to small towns and yeah, it's flying. Everybody's wearing a mask. Everyone. Yeah. That's nuts. And then I thought, okay, but our last ref, the, the, the saving grace here is the black neighborhoods because black young black men are generally like, no, you're not going to tell me. Yeah. What to do. Uh, give they, the finger to a rebellion street stuff there. Like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought this was going to, uh, something was going to happen regarding that. But mm-hmm. I would go to a black area in a black neighborhood at a black Kroger and all the young black men are wearing masks. Wow. Now there is, Man. there might be a criminal element there, both with white and black people. I mean, if I mm-hmm. have a mask on, 
I'm not yeah, on video. Yeah, nobody can tell you. Hey, but that's you not what it was. Them. I don't think that's what yeah. it was. I saw, no, it was just, yeah. I saw blacks and whites obeying the man who said, wear a mask, even though it does nothing for you. Doesn't it doesn't make any help sense. your neighbor. It mm -hmm. doesn't help anyone. It doesn't make any sense. But blacks and whites all were wearing masks. And, but, okay, pushing that aside for a second. Yeah, I see a lot more courage among young black men. Yeah. I, I went into a, a, a KFC. I was trying to get lunch. And, and like, everybody had these stupid rules regarding COVID. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, I was having a hard time finding a restaurant that would just make me whatever it was, Lunch. a sandwich. Yeah. I went to three different places. I went into a KFC and I mean, their door was open. They didn't have anything that said you couldn't come in. They said no mm -hmm. dining, but I wanted carry out. Okay, yeah, but you can still walk she in. Said, no, you right. can't have carry out. I said, she said, you have to go to the drive-thru. I said, well, I'm standing here right now. Can you take my money and pretend I'm at the drive-thru and just walk back and forth and give me the food? And she said, no, you can't do that. Her and, and two or three other, seemed like there was a bunch of girls there. Mm -hmm. And I had gotten so angry at this point. I said, I said something way out of line. I didn't mm -hmm. threaten anyone, but I got really yeah, loud. Just, yeah. And I really loud and dropped the F-bomb once or twice as I'm walking out, but I've got, uh, I've got two boys with me. I got Sam and Gus who are both mm -hmm. kind of large. And so I can see how this older guy screaming at this young female, uh, assistant manager was kind of like, Whoa, something's about to happen. Oh, there was only one guy you were on your in way the out. restaurant. Mm -hmm. I was kind of on my way out. I hadn't turned around yet when I noticed oh, okay. there was one guy in the restaurant. He was a young black man. He was mm -hmm. smaller than me, uh, certainly smaller than the three of us. Um, wouldn't have caused any problems at all. But he did get up and put himself between me and these girls. And I thought, walking wow. away, I realized kind of how I was being. I thought, you're being a jerk. Not that I was yeah. ever a threat to anyone, or and I no, didn't not threaten a threat. anyone. But, but I, it just started occurring to me. This, I mean, this guy's pretty up. brave. Yeah. Not many white guys would have done that. Nope. Or at least mm -hmm. the kinds of white guys that I've been around. Anyway, they would have called the police, or they would have taken their phones out and filmed whatever happened. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, I, I see a lot more courage in that community. And when you've got that and the fact that white guys are so scared, um, and there's this weird racial intimidation going on and what to do about it. I mean, I don't have an answer for that. I, I, I mean, you, you have, I, I, you know, I listening to other show hosts, uh, people like, uh, Infowars, um, you should be taking care of your body and getting yourself in shape, which I don't do, uh, simply to be prepared to fight. And if you have a high schooler right now going to a public high school, that that's a diverse one, mm -hmm. uh, you should worry. 
because it's happening in schools all across America all the time. And it's not just the big city schools. It's it's happening everywhere where groups of black guys go up and beat just up one white girl. Pick a white, white guy, guy, beat him up. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just, or even a group that's of black weird. Guy, white guys. See, I don't, white I, girls. That's, I mean, the, the, the phenomenon of, of um, I'll call it courage that you talked about, doesn't seem to me to be necessarily connected to this phenomenon of no. the groups of no, guys beating up somebody. I, I don't. Right. <clears throat> Two different but, things. I'm just yeah. pointing out that this does exist in the black community and it does not exist to as way, much yeah. in the white community. Right. Um, but the, the, we're talking about really different groups of people then, but uh, yeah. And I think if you're sending your kid to a public school, you should at least somewhat prepare them. And I'm not talking about getting set up for a war, a race war. I'm just saying, yeah, but you need to learn how to fight. Now, mm -hmm. if you're going to go to a public school, you should probably learn how to fight or accept that someday you're just going to get your butt kicked for no reason. Go to a and boxing academy. If you do learn how to fight, you still might get your butt kicked for some, yeah. no reason. Well, yeah, you might, but at least you can, you know, get your licks in. You won't. I mean, to the extent that that you're talking about bullies, they'll pick somebody else. Yeah. Because bullies tend to pick somebody that's easy. Usually, if you can yeah. get your licks in, then you know you won't be a target. But and uh, I guess yeah, if you've got point. wimp written on your forehead. Uh, mm -hmm. But I mean, it, it's. I mean, the, the other part of this. I mean, if if I can be the the number one MMA fighter, but if a group of guys come up against me, I'm probably going to lose, you know? So yeah. the next step, oh, well, should you start carrying a gun? Things like that. I don't think that's a good idea. I think, uh, I mean, that guy just got sentenced. Where, in, where was it? In Texas? The guy who uh, was delivering food for Uber and he kind of wandered into a Black Lives Matter protest area. Mm -hmm. They blocked his car, wouldn't let him through. He tried to go around him, but they wouldn't let him. And a black guy raised a AR rifle at him. There's oh. camera shots of this. Like so this. he hit the gas, I'm sure. I would have hit the gas. At, no, he didn't hit the gas because there were other people in front of him. Instead, he I'm going to hit the gas there. I said, get out of my way. I've got to get out of here. Yeah. He had a nine, so he killed the guy. Oh, Boom, he already, roll. okay. He had, yeah. So, guy points a gun. He sh shoots before the other yeah, guy can got fire. To, when you shoot, Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but he just got convicted. I, I assume it's going to really? be. Really? A jury convicted maybe? him in Texas? I think that's where it was. I can't remember now. Wow. There, we're that's... hoping that the guy is. Uh, is the governor steps in, but I mean, it was such an open and closed case of self-defense. That uh, is really disappointing the, that, that, that kind of thing could even happen. Okay. But the, the judge would not allow them to make their case. The judges are turning into terrible tyrants. Oh, not the judges are becoming tyrants. To defend themselves. Saying, They're saying, you can't say this in defense. You can't show these pictures in defense. You can't do this, this, or this. They had, Ex, ex, uh, exculpatory evidence mm -hmm. that they right. were not 
that Permitted. that they were not yeah. allowed to reveal in the uh, in the course uh, trial. of the trial. You this know, is, there, there should that, I don't know what it is. What this has is getting become worse of American worse. jurisprudence? Because and, I can the, see where you have to limit what the prosecution can bring. That's jurisprudence. Right. But what the defense is allowed to present, there should be no limits. There should right. never be a limit I, I, on what the defense can bring to defend this the person. The same thing happened in the civil case with Alex Jones. He was not allowed to present evidence yeah. that would have... Right. Uh, it's, it's insane that well, this is happening. Well, you know, this isn't new, though, because I don't know if you remember this, if, if you were as aware of, of the trials that were going on at the time, but um, the, the people who were um, in Cincinnati... Uh, back when the the big um, the pro life protests and and the the whole thing about the injunction with the abortion clinic and crossing oh, yeah. the street and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and um, I mean they couldn't afford attorneys for everybody, but the thing is, they were not allowed to say why they were there protesting to begin with. They were not allowed to right. say to make the statement that according to their beliefs babies were being murdered inside that building. Right. That should never happen. A, a defendant right. should never be barred from presenting right. his case, any aspect of his case. Yes, the prosecution should be, but never the defendant. And yet this has been going on in America. It's not a new thing. This is right. this has been going on for 40 years now. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess the At point least. here is that, okay, you can prepare to defend yourself, you can also prepare to go to jail for doing it. Yeah, so that's true. I, I don't know if there's necessarily a right answer here. I don't think anyone should be afraid of racial intimidation. I don't think we yeah. should back away from that. We should. I'm not going to be intimidated. I'll take my lumps and mm -hmm. fight it out. And if that's what I have to do uh, and always... In, is with, with, with every Christian out there, with every Catholic out there, be in a state of grace, always be prepared to die. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and, you, and be righteous, and then you won't have to worry about it. Make sure uh, your actions are righteous and you're in a state of grace. But, uh, then anything really else that happens only... to you, you can offer up with Christ on the cross. Right. And if you defend yourself and end up hurting someone and that guy sues you and you lose everything because of that. I, Hey, bad things happen and they're happening all over the place. You're just one of the incidents, mm -hmm. which stinks because maybe you get one or two headlines, but no one else remembers you. You know, I can't even think of that guy's name who, who got convicted for murder. Oh, right. Uh, and, yeah. And you it know, just happened like two or three weeks ago. The thing is, here's the thing. To, to the extent that, I mean, I know that, that within the church, there's a, a definition of, of martyrdom that has very specifically to do with the church. But to the extent that these things are happening because the devil's making them happen and, and yeah. you by staying righteous and standing your ground and, and um, defending your family and then these you know, some horrible thing happens to you because of that. Well, that's the devil just the same. And you offer that up and you are suffering a martyrdom 
whether a, yeah. a a full red martyrdom of being killed or something less than that, it's still a martyrdom, even if the church doesn't and, recognize and it as such. It's good practice for Catholics because I think we are soon facing a real martyrdom. And we need to be prepared for that. We need to mm -hmm. learn. We need to relearn courage and yeah. relearn how to stand up for ourselves, not necessarily to defeat anyone, but at least to stand up right. and say, no, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to back away from this. Uh, I'm going to fight back if I can. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess there's, I guess there's not too much more we can say on the subject. I just thought uh, after that happened this week with Thomas, I thought, yeah, I'll bring this up. It is a weird thing it's that's, that's going it's on. It's a weird yeah. thing. It's I, a really I, weird thing. You know, I, like I said, I'm, a loss to, I'm at a loss to explain it other than as some kind of diabolical influence. And, and, and the thing is, um, 20 years ago, we really couldn't have imagined this sort of trend, you know? Mm -hmm. I know it was there every once in a while, but it wasn't, it wasn't in the professional world and it wasn't, it wasn't a, a thing that everybody took videos of and celebrated <laughs> yeah. or it just, um, it race relations were so much better. Uh, pre Obama, let's say, let's, let's say pre Obama. Yeah, pre -Obama. That's Obama. really, yeah. that's and really where they was. started going really bad. Um, maybe yeah. even a little bit, you, you might even say a little bit pre Clinton, but, but really around Obama, there was like an inflection point there in race yeah. relations. Because I, I mean, I would, I would go to all over. I, I would go, you know, wherever I worked and stuff like that, I would see black guys and white guys and everybody seemed, nobody even seemed to notice race for mm -hmm. a while. And I yeah. remember thinking when Obama started running, I didn't really think it would matter too much. Um, and like within a year of, or within six months of him announcing that he was going to run, I would start talking about him and suddenly I'm accused of racism. Yeah. Like, that's how, Wait a minute. Uh, no, he's pro-abortion. Where'd this come from? I don't think anyone should kill babies. Uh, <laughs> Black or white. Exactly. For some reason, it was all chalked up to race mm -hmm. and ever since then it's like wait a minute guys i thought we everything stopped thinking is about color mm -hmm. no matter what you say now if you're not on the left you're being a racist you're a racist yeah uh but I, I i see really severe racism out there but it's not it's not it's not white, white against guys. black racism no yeah it's just it, it's there and it's it's time to quit pretending that it isn't there. All right, that's all I've got. All right, on the news, I guess. I, You're going to move one of those. Let, is your wife doing flowers again? Yeah. I don't know what these are for, but uh, she's got a bunch of flowers. Uh, let's see. Okay. The leaders of the Global Fellowship of Confessing Anglicans, which is okay. a communion of uh, conservative, conservative Anglican churches representing 
about 85% of the total Anglican population rejected the leadership of Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, as the head of global Anglicanism over his stance on the same-sex marriage. So I guess, I, I mean, if he's appointed, so, King Charles must have appointed him, right? Mm -hmm. If he's the archbishop, he's appointed yeah, King by Charles the king, right? is The king of England is the head of the Anglican church. Uh, and he can appoint the patriarch of the Anglican Church, would be, which would be the Bishop of Canterbury, I thought. Yeah. So if 85% of those people are rejecting this, what we have yet another split mean? in the split of Protestants. Of yeah. Originally, one more Protestant split. Okay, okay. you 85%, why don't you just get wise? And become Catholic. Come back to the Catholic Church. Come back I to mean, the real church. If you're conservative, come back to the. Church. I mean, I know we've got our problems with with Pope Francis and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, God will sort those out because this is the Church, the Bride of Christ. Just come back to the yeah. Catholic Church. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Twitter drops the the labels they had used for places like NPR and. Uh, state-affiliated and government-funded labels that they were using for BBC, NPR, and the Canadian one. All right. Uh, well, I don't know. One, they one, I don't think they should. I wish they hadn't dropped it. One loss for one they, loss for uh, Elon Musk. One loss for truth. You know. Yep. Uh, so I guess Elon Musk takes the hit. Going to, maybe the state-affiliated and government-funded labels just stopped existing as opposed to taking them away from... I couldn't figure that out. Like, did oh, they just stop saying state-affiliated? I mean, the thing is, in either a way, social media it, platform, it's worth having those labels there. Right. Well, we I think should, they should I mean, be there, should and know. Elon Musk should have insisted uh, they stay there. So, this is I mean, we've, we've said how Elon so. is not the, the right. paragon of... of you know, righteous media, you know, right. social media that we that people have tried to say. He's done some good things, but I, I mean, and maybe yeah, he's done a lot of good things, but it, I don't know. He's, he's not he really any on our side, so to speak. Yeah, right. Um, he, I mean, he has released a lot of good information about the the collusion between Twitter and the FBI yeah. and stuff like that. That's, yeah, uh, that's which is all information we knew anyway. It's yeah, just, we all knew it. We just didn't have the, the proof. Who <laughs> could deny it? Uh, Japan places itself defense forces on high alert as uh, the self defense minister says that Japan could potentially shoot down the North Korean reconnaissance satellite that is uh, uh, expected to be launched uh, I don't know when it's expected to be launched mm. soon and Japan Prime Minister or the Defense Minister is saying if it wanders into Japan's territory we're going to shoot it down but they're talking I don't about see a satellite they, yeah I thought we were I thought we were in agreement that there's no air over a certain uh, height height there's no there's such yeah you don't own the airspace territory. and, and I, you know that's kind of maybe they're saying if you launch it 
and as it's flying to its spot, if it flies over Jap Japanese airspace, we'll shoot it down. We'll shoot it down, but that would be dumb. Why would Korea do that? Uh, I mean, okay, so I just, guess, guess, you know what? I, because I of the way that the earth is rotating, I, I still can't Maybe see it. I don't, I don't see why they it has to. to. But the thing is, so you that's have one to... thing. But we here's the thing. So Japan, it's it's Japan's not a huge country, right? Yeah. So you could imagine satellites in orbit that don't have to be in like directly over Japan in order to spy on Japan. Yeah. to do reconnaissance in Japan. I, I don't see that this is something worth... Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to see North They're Korea saying that if, okay, get any because power of two things. If North Korea decides that, first of all, they don't want... Uh, and this is going to be launched from Pyongyang. Mm -hmm. And if it's going to the sky, they could say, this is a satellite, don't shoot it and it could actually have something else and then suddenly start coming down in Japan. Okay, Whereas so that's one thing. It could be a nuclear So if it's warhead, headed towards Japan, Japan could shoot it down as soon as it enters within a certain part And they're of the saying if you space. if you fire something over here, we're going to shoot it down. Okay. And that makes sense. Down. I I yeah. thought they were talking about if it's in space and flies over Japan. No, they're talking about it. as it's being as launched. As it's being launched. Okay. That's well, I I actually would support Japan in that. Yeah. United Kingdom launches its UK emergency alert system and extended test emergency population warning. Test huh? emergency population What's warning. What's that? I think it just means a test warning to the general The whole population, population of the UK. Yeah. To okay. all 4G and 5G mobile phones for the first time. What oh, I they're trying to, to... Okay. It's not like having a 5G phone makes them able to send that doesn't force messages on you if it's 5G uh, technology that's just a communication system it's not like suddenly yeah. the government could force a, a, a message to your phone I don't maybe there's a licensing issue they have there, to have an like, infrastructure you, to, to do that yeah so if 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 you want to buy a 5G phone, uh, you have to allow, whoever's selling those phones has to allow the government occasionally to send messages to. I don't know. Could be. I mean, it could be, yeah, part of the, where they can use. It didn't work. I mean, this, it, the thing, I, I, I see that a little bit, I know it's a push rather than a, a call thing, but similar yeah. to the idea that you get a cell phone and even if there's no service, Attached to that cell phone, you could still dial nine one one with it. Yeah, like that. Well, uh, in, in the United many States, many people, many people did not receive the alert. Oh, so it didn't so work anyway. It, it was a failure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know. Tucker Carlson apparently quit Fox News. <laughs> yeah, I've been hearing about uh, that all week. <laughs> I, I still don't know why. Uh, I think. Again, I think, uh, what's his name, Crowder. Stephen Crowder opened the door for a lot of people. Because remember, mm -hmm. he was going to be, uh, he, they were trying to get him on Daily Wire. 
Yeah. And he thought he could do what he's doing now on Daily Wire. And they're like, no, you're going to... You're going to say what we want you to say. You're an employee. And he said... You're no, bringing I'm in money gonna... for us. That's what... And he was like, I'm going to well, say what I want to say. <laughs> if you want me, my I, brand, I, that's what I you get, Maybe what you he get. crossed the line because he recorded the conversation. And then when he started his own network, he said... Or his own thing. He said mm-hmm. to people, this is why I didn't go to Daily Wire. And he played this recording where yep. the executives are saying, no, you have to do what we tell you to because we're just... We're making money. This is a business. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I think he opened the door for more uh, uh, independent commentators and uh, yeah. uh, entertainers. I mean, let's, yeah, and, I mean, because let's face it, that we, we are in a situation and, and this is new in recent history. I, it used to be you had the big networks, you had the, the, the CBS and the ABC and that kind of stuff, but yeah, um, and and you had the names that everybody recognized, Walter Cronkite for example, yeah, um, uh, or uh, what's his name, um, Harvey, with the, the uh, now you know the rest of the story, um, Paul Harvey, Paul Harvey, right. So those guys, I mean, they, you know, had a certain syndication, but um, they had to be syndicated through these other big, you know, basically the controllers of the media content. And those right. were the brands. Those were the thing. Now, with the Internet and with the way that you can do, um, you know, through whatever it is, podcasting and the live streaming and the way YouTube is set up and everything else. Um, to take this particular example, Tucker Carlson is the brand and Fox News yeah. is not the brand. And right. Tucker Carlson realized, you know, if, if he can have the right set of people to help him continue to produce, you know, he's still got to produce, you still right. got to give the commentary. It's still got to be high quality video and audio and, and that kind of stuff. The, the production value has to be there. But as long as he can do that, he doesn't need Fox News anymore. They're, they're uh, not know, his the, outlet. The thing, this is on the cusp of uh, the voting machine people. Uh, who, oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the di- di- what was it, Diamond? No. Uh, no, I can't think of the name. Oh, well, they are saying, yeah, I know. I just don't know it. Uh, But they are suing Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is preparing his defense for that. Here's the thing. They sued Fox News and Fox Mm -hmm. News settled with them. Yeah. You, there's no way Fox News had to settle with them. Um, There's, there's something underhanded going on here, I think. Um. I think, look, they could have used this, and and Tucker Carlson could use this Mm -hmm. uh, to discover what really happened. Oh yeah, he could. We still have the votes. We still have the machines. We can say, all right, now you have to prove that these claims were false. You can't just prove that I didn't. 
that, that that they might have been false. You have right. to prove that they are false. And in order he, to say that, that in this response is a lie, to the suit, gets to say, "Hey, you got to give me all this information, all this internal communication, yeah. and a whole Why bunch of stuff." Why didn't Fox News do this? Right. Fox News did not do this. So shame on them. Mm -hmm. I I knew Fox News was uh, against us when during the election. The way they covered the election, I thought, oh, these people, yeah, a lot of not. people are fooled by this. They are not who they say. They're just like all the others. Mm -hmm. They're just putting on the face of conservative America so that they can keep control on the conservatives. <clears throat> but the people who listen and watch Fox News right now, uh, I think are idiots. But mm -hmm. uh, it's like watching CNN. You may as well watch CNN because you're not going to get the... You get more of the truth, but you're not going to get the real truth. If you want us the truth, you have to go to these outsiders like uh, Infowars, like uh, Crowder, and a couple others. Did you hear about the geometric storm that hit Earth? What? Uh, two days ago. What's a geometric so storm? There, I guess there was like a, a solar flare or something um, on the sun. And then they said, look, there's probably going to be some serious northern light action. Uh, this was two days ago. Dan, really? our brother-in-law, actually texted me. He said, hey, did you see this? And we were talking about it for a while. And I was like, okay, hopefully there won't be any clouds because I went, I've never seen I would love to lights. see those, yeah. And they're talking about as far down as in Kentucky people could see it. But oh. I guess if you have a lot of... Uh, light pollution. Light pollution. Oh, wait a minute. He went out. Yeah. Uh, between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. When? Last night? Uh, two nights ago. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was thinking two nights ago is when they said that the, the flare happened. No. How soon are you going to no. expect? Okay. It was several okay. nights before that. Anyway, um, I was kind of... Darn, sitting I there watching TV that. and I fell asleep and I didn't wake up till three. So uh, I seriously would have like driven out anyway. into the middle of nowhere, Indiana to, I to too. see that. I, I almost did, but I fell asleep. I was going to go out around 11 and see if I could see anything. Then I thought, well, okay, let me drive out to camp. It's only an hour, mm -hmm. half hour. Yeah. Um, but I fell asleep. Dan came outside and looked. He didn't see anything. But oh, okay. there are reports of the Northern Whites in Kentucky. I could shoot myself for having fallen asleep. Oh, man. Um, I gotta, I gotta start keeping track of the astronomical news. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden formally announces his reelection campaign. Oh my! Like well, he campaigned. Like whatever. he even had a campaign last well, time. Whatever. He didn't campaign last time. We he know what that is. Had a bunch of people cheat for him. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can say this. Hakuto R Mission 1. Uh, this is an uncrewed lunar lander built by Japan uh, and the aerospace company iSpace, which is, I guess, a private company. Uh, is presumed lost after the company lost contract with the, contact with the spacecraft during... Uh, its descent to the lunar surface. So oh. They were trying to land something on the moon, 
they lost contact. contact with it. They assume it's it's busted. Uh, their their robot Sora Q um, was, I guess, what was controlling everything, but they can't hmm. talk to it anymore. So that's a shame. Uh, you know, that it's it's a shame it's also surprising i mean i know that that it's it, it it's not to the point where it should be considered rote uh by any yeah. man means but i mean we've had several successful um yeah landings I mean, on mars with you we're know, contacting robots. uh vehicles on mars and um so i mean landing on the, on the moon shouldn't have been that hard of a problem yeah somebody probably lost their job over that one or a whole team of people uh so the united kingdom's competition and markets authority blocked microsoft from acquiring activision blizzard i don't even know what activision blizzard is uh but i guess it's like a video game company yeah activision uh, is video games okay uh, saying that the deal will leave video gamers with less choice and will reduce innovation. I, I guess I guess I can see that. There needs to be a better indie video game market. You know? The way there's an independent music market now, there's an independent video market now, uh, there needs to be an independent video game market yeah. where independent video game makers can have access to the you know PS4 and Microsoft platforms. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right, right. I don't understand the whole platform I... anyway. Why, why can Xbox not get on the same server with PS4 or 5 or whatever they're at? playing uh call of duty why can't we play each other why does it have to be two entirely different platforms and never touch each other that i don't understand why that's still a thing you would think somebody would come up with a way to overcome that oh that great. that would even be against the platforms but still doable hmm. i don't know all right we're back are we still recording? I guess we are. Mm -hmm. Okay, so LifeSite News. Right. LifeSite News. You know what? Touching on this whole Activision thing again, um, it just... I don't know if business always worked this way, but I'm seeing... Over the past 20 years, it's like... Any startup that began to get any uh, <clears throat> that began to compete with track, get traction. Google, mm -hmm. Facebook, Twitter um, would grow to a certain point and then get bought out. And mm -hmm. that's just what happens to all of them. Yeah. I, I wonder, is it, is it one of those things where the people who started it's almost like that's the goal is to get bought out by Google. It, I mean, if if it doesn't start out that way, I mean, it might have started as, hey, this is a cool idea. I think I have a way to make a business out of this. I can make some money, 
but he, here's the thing. Typically, when you reach a certain point of business organization, you realize, all right, I have to incorporate for one thing because I need to separate myself as an individual, as a, um, yeah. you know, w- w- whatever role I have, president or whatever uh, of the company, I have to separate myself from the company itself. So the company uh, obtains a... Um, um, identity that's different from mm-hmm. me and then I have an ownership in the company but then other people also I, I invite other people in to also have ownership in the company so it might be me like you and I and Jason might form a corporation where maybe we each have 33% ownership or something like that okay now our ownership is worth a certain amount and we put in all this sweat equity to make it a successful thing and then it reaches a point because all of our investment in that company has been our time and our labor and all that kind of stuff and and we're making money because the company's making money and then the company pays us as employees according to whatever roles we have but then somebody comes and says hey you know what your company is so attractive to me I'll give you $10 million for your company. And we look at it, we say, whoa, aside from any salaries we're making, that's $3.3 million a piece. Hey, sure, let's do it. You know, and and that's that's the phenomenon. YouTube. Yeah. Well, anyway. You have two different things you're drinking from? I don't think from? any... Huh? You have two different things you're drinking from? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's a long story. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, an MMA fighter, Jake Shields. Mm-hmm. Uh, he... I, I guess these are tweets. He, he posted some tweets challenging gender-confused women to a fighting match. He said... Oh, uh, since trans men are real men, I would like to challenge the toughest, the 10 toughest trans men in the world to a fight. I'll fight them with no training camp and no rest between each fight. Oh, wow. And, uh, okay. Probably he'd win, but I would say under those terms, it's not a guarantee. Not a guarantee, but I don't know if, if he's an MMA fighter. I mean, he has yeah, already trained. So uh, presumably and then who they is are too. Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson is an MMA MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. He updated the uh, the the challenge. He said, "I will fight Mike Jans- Jackson and ten trans men." Is Mike Jackson a man? I, I don't know who man? Mike Jackson. No, he's just a fighter. Just a dude? Just a fighter? I think he's just a fighter. Maybe he's a wimp or something. I, yeah, I mean, why would or he maybe, update it that way? I I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, have you ever known an MMA fighter? I've never known an MMA fighter. I knew one. I mean, he wasn't a professional, but but he was an MMA fighter. Yeah. He, he looked like Lee Van Cleef, um, wow. and he uh, he was the guy that I worked with up in Chicago, and 
Um, I forget exactly what his role was, but I mean, he was an interesting guy, fun guy to talk to and everything, but, but it kind of came out that he was an MMA fighter and a bodybuilder and somebody asked him why, you know, why do you do bodybuilding? And he said, vanity. He said, any bodybuilder yeah. who tells you any other reason is lying to you, it's just vanity. Yeah. <laughs> he was refreshingly honest. <laughs> Wait, I mean, did he ever come to work with like broken arms and stuff like that? No, 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 no. It's it's it was just something he did on the side. It's uh, yeah. I mean, for the most part, I think those. I mean, they're intense. But, but if I don't think an it's MMA like fighter. I mean, you get. I don't think it's it, it just MMA. Just means mixed martial arts. That means it's not. You're not. Uh, you're not constrained okay. to one particular style. That's all it means. Okay, so he's not necessarily a fighter. He's just trained in MMA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's allowed okay. to use. It's like, so you might get one guy whose main thing is kung fu, and another guy whose main thing is taekwondo, and another guy is yeah. goju and kenpo and stuff like. You know, all these guys can compete in these MMA matches, and, okay. and they just I use still whatever miss the days is needed of, at the time. Uh, Ken Shamrock and Hoist Gracie. Those. Uh, I don't know. I, I miss those days. I don't even like MMA anymore. I think it's all. <laughs> I've never Same. even watched these fights. I don't even know what they look like. Yeah, I, I remember, uh, you know. I, I remember the wrestling thing, like Paul, uh, what's it, uh, Hulk Hogan and. Uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan and stuff like that. And those guys, which, you know, it's like, okay, we, we, yeah, we, we know it's watch. all fake, but at the same time, the guys are really kind of badasses in their own rights. We would go down camp and watch uh, UFC and then, mm. you know, have wrestling matches for the rest of the night I, I didn't do too badly you know I, I remember like I, I won a couple and then uh, I wrestled Bob Delaney Bob Delaney's a huge I guy I can't imagine anybody beating Bob Delaney and anybody in our circle well, of friends beating Bob Delaney I wrestled him and lost pretty quickly but it was like Maybe my Jason? wrestling match but I said Almost every party we went to after that, I'm like, all right, Bob, come on, we're gonna wrestle again. Um, he was very charitable and said, "Nah, I've been drinking." No, there was one day I won. Really? To this day, I don't, I don't know if wow. he let me or not. Are, are he, you convinced he, he didn't no. let you? I don't know. I said, I, "Did you let me win?" He said, "No." I said, "I really won." He said, "He's yeah. a big guy." He's a huge guy. Something uh, happened to him recently, anyway. though, didn't it? Oh, yeah, he got in a bike accident. He oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It was bike. a motorbike accident. He had get skinned up pretty bad, uh, broken toes or something like that. Otherwise, that's funny okay. Because, I'm happy for that. Because last week, the story was about him being in the hospital here and being in a, in a curtain next to a couple of bikers who turned out to be. <laughs> I uh, heard about that. <laughs> I told That's you about right. It yeah, last yeah. Week. You brought it. You, you told it on the podcast, didn't you? That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Mormons or something. <laughs> yeah. Young father in custody battle to protect a three-year-old son from a gender-confused mother. Uh, Sawyer says his wins. mother tells him he is. So the 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 boy's mom is telling him that he's both a boy and a girl. But the dad says, hey, he's a boy, and he knows he's a boy, and I've got to fight this whatever way yeah, I can. I hope the dad wins. This I, is, this is so insane. reason 
look, be careful about who you decide to have sex so and marry with. with. I mean, wow. yeah. you, you just... Thought. But you yeah, know, this, you gotta, this mean, is a... Pay I, attention okay. to this stuff. These are the kinds of things that can happen when, you, when you're free, you know? Yeah. But the, the, the other thing is, this shows why we should never again, when it comes to this, this deviant stuff, accept the line of, oh, we just want to be free to do our own thing. Right, right. Yeah, we should never not, accept that it. line. It should be, no, yeah. I, you're talking about, about you know, sex deviancy and, and family deviancy and that kind of stuff. No, we're, we're going to keep it illegal. We're going to criminalize it in spite of what the Pope says. Yeah. And, and we should keep it there. Uh, speaking of which, let's see, where is this? Uh, media pays no attention when drag queen mom... Drag queen mom. What's a drag queen mom? I think mom? this is a guy who's pretending calls to be a mom. The mother of uh, of an eleven year old child, maybe. Poor kid. So many kids who they're, are just in bad situations. It's hard to tell from days. the reporting. I, I can't. I never know what they're saying anymore yeah. because you can't say. It's just. And LifeSite News is better than most people, but the I still drag queen is confused. by definition a dude. Okay, so he's a drag a queen mom. Okay, he's so a dude, dude calling himself a mom. He thinks he's a woman, and he is the mentor for an 11 year old drag queen. Uh, an 11 year old drag queen? Been, yeah, that he's should been, uh, be considered child abuse. Well, it is, because he just got convicted of 11. Awesome. awesome. Good. Uh, Finally. Of sex abuse crimes. I don't know if. 11 child sex abuse crimes means because it's an 11 year old so i don't know if it's 11 crimes or if they're crimes talking about the age of the child yeah. anyway uh um, doesn't matter yeah things like it did no yeah we need to we need to act against this um right. sodomy is wrong it should be illegal period and criminal i mean yeah. illegal and with penalties right uh, pro-life leaders rebuke Trump camp for saying abortion should be left to the states. Uh, that's what he said back when... Uh, that's what it should be. Back when he first ran. When he first ran on the, the Republican ticket, uh, he said it should be up to the states. And, that, and, and in fact, did. that's what it should be. I, uh, yeah. and under the American system, that's exactly how it should be. Now every state should criminalize it. Yes, every state should. But, it should be illegal in every state, but up to that state. The same way murder is. Yeah, it's regulated a, a by crime the state. against the state. I, I mean, it's the the you know the yeah. state of Mississippi brings murder charges. The state of Vermont brings murder charges. And there, there's different standards and ways of. Um, interpreting yeah whether it's self-defense it, yeah. and all that kind of stuff and 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 the so, first versus second and so forth yeah um you know and he's got he's got pro-life advocates uh americans united for life uh let's see there's another one who's lila rose lila, lila rose. rose live action president yeah. live action mm -hmm. Uh, declared that he has disqualified 
disqualified himself from the nomination of our nation's pro-life political party. Come on, guys. These no, this people is exactly are, what it should be. These people. He's he's the one who overturned it. It's his. I, I, I'm sorry. I. Yeah, this is his. You got to give this victory to him and him alone, almost. First of all. Second of all, um, I, I don't I don't know what to say other than I think you're in this pro-life movement for money. If if his position bothers you that much, um, yeah, yeah, I don't no, know because his position he is exactly the way it should work in America. Is responsible for an awful lot of babies who are alive right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I don't. Know. So remember the abortion pill that was being decided by the Supreme Court last week. Uh, they came with a decision on Friday, uh, a seven to two vote um, that the they protected access to the abortion pill. Oh wow! Hold on. She didn't hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to hold on. I oh, whatever. Okay, right. so so the Supreme Court decided that a state can't ban a drug that the FDA approved. Is that the way the the court decision? Right. Went? Or I I don't think it was even. It might not have been the state bringing the case against them. Uh, they might have been saying that federally it should be banned. I don't, I don't quite oh. understand the legal oh, what argument the actual here. Argument was. I don't think it's as big a deal as they're making it. I think mm -hmm. that uh, it's one of those things that look, we need to take every battle against abortion that we can find, and this is just one of those battles. But it was probably destined to lose from the start. We're not mm -hmm. going. The Supreme Court is not going to shut down the FDA. They've been right. doing rotten things since the time they were created. How many small farms have they shut down? Yeah. How many drugs have they allowed that killed people? It, you can't even talk about this and not talk about the vaccine. They allowed the vaccine because mm -hmm. of this emergency state. Um, how many people did that kill? And Probably still almost killing. as much as the abortion pill. Yeah, it's still yeah. Killing. You know, the, that's the thing. Know. It's it's like okay, if the FDA wants this to have the their wrong battle standards of approval and disapproval, but 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 at the same time, I, it, I don't I don't know what exactly this case was, but aside from the no. abortion question, any state should be allowed to ban any substance within that state. That is true. Yeah, irrespective of FDA approval. Uh, Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito were the dissenting voices, uh, but the they didn't solids, really usually. write much about it. Yeah, I, I would trust Clarence Thomas. Um, so I, I don't know what the fight was, but I yeah. think I don't think this was uh, the right fight to get rid of the abortion pill. I still think it should definitely be up to states, and it still is up to states. I think. Mm -hmm. I think okay. Texas can ban it in okay, Texas. Okay. This they just can't ban yeah. it outright. Right. Uh, let's see. LGBT group cancels the Florida Pride Parade. 
as DeSantis prepares to ban the drag shows for kids. Um, okay, later on it talks about the fact that Trump is taking pot shots at DeSantis over this issue. Mm. I read what they really? said about him. I didn't really agree with that. Because part of the, their reporting is, why is Trump turning leftist? And I don't think he is. Um, anyway, it, the whole... I don't know. Have you ever seen a pride parade? I saw a picture at... I, I have no idea where it was. Some pride parade. It had a little kid and... The little kid was, you know, obviously with their parent at this pride parade and part of the pride, um, I, I don't think they were like part of the parade, but just like part of the crowd were a couple of dudes who were like on their hands and knees with like dog collars being held by leashes and approaching this little kid who was like petting them like dogs you can imagine and the guys were i mean it's like le leather leashes shirtless you know yeah. like the most disgusting yeah, thing you could imagine in terms of like indoctrinating kids into normalizing just absolute disgusting uh yeah way of looking at human beings Pride uh, yeah, these, these that, pride parades. It's not be a bunch of people down. saying we should be allowed to rainbows and just for it, public it, indecency. Period. Right, right. And I guess DeSantis was making this point. He's coming at it from the drag shows for kids, but mm -hmm. I think the pride fest or pride parades would fit into this because yeah. they are disgusting. They, disgusting. they are disgusting they, they human be beings. Absolutely banned in every state. Yeah. Uh, speaking of pride, Project Veritas reveals that gender clinics helping children transition as young as eight years old. Mm. <clears throat> Man. I don't, they, one of them admitted to giving a 10 year old uh, puberty blockers. Uh, eight years, I don't know what you do with an eight year old. Are, are, are you talking surgeries or just. Yeah, what does it mean to, to transition for an eight-year-old? And and if why does an eight-year-old need to be shown any of this? I mean, there's nothing other than surgical or chemical. There's mm -hmm. nothing to do to transition. I mean, if if it's if it's as fluid as they say it is, you should just be able to wake up, wear a dress, and then that's it. Nothing yeah, else. Yeah, there, there shouldn't be any. Mm -hmm. But it's not that way. Uh, Bud Light marketing VP takes a leave of absence after then losing 17%. Uh, and then the, whoever took that guy's or girl's place took a leave of absence also. Oh. So they've gone through two marketing executives. Two directors executives. of marketing. <laughs> uh, if I've got stupid. this right, if I understood it, yeah. Probably it's, all over the stupid wanted to put this this trans guy's face on the, the can or something like that. Yeah. Now, see, that's another thing, because uh, Don Trump did a video kind of protecting Bud Light. 
were sticking up for Bud Light, saying, mm -hmm. well, you know, all the, there's a lot of other beers who do a lot worse, but Bud Light gives a lot of money to the Republicans. Um, I think that was a bad move on his part. Yeah, me too. I, I don't it's know like, what to say. Because nobody's, nobody's like bringing out uh, against Bud Light in terms of lawsuits or anything like that. It's just people are saying, yeah, we're just saying that's disgusting. I'm not going to buy that anymore. I don't want to support that. Yeah. So, yeah. The sad part is, I don't think it's, that. I don't think it's going to last. I think mm -hmm. Bud Light will yeah, be it'll be a blip and then in a very people, short time. So, I mean, people have short memories about stuff people like that. People forget so fast. Uh, and it stinks because they should be almost out of business by now, but yeah. they're not, and they won't be. Uh, for example, the whole—I uh, mean, people put up with so much. The whole NFL. I hear people mm -hmm. complaining about the NFL and then talking about the game. Yeah, that's a, well, talking a about these people kneeling for the anthem and then talking about the game, and it's like, it's like why did you okay, watch the game? What, yeah, why, well, why are you, you know, even I'm not spending any still. money on there, but so when, what? You're in that culture. Mm -hmm. That's the culture now. You've set yourself up to where that's your whole life. Uh, yeah. I, I whatever. Completely okay, have fun it. with that. Uh, Archbishop Paglia defends assisted suicide as the greatest common good possible for dying people. I read Archbishop, some like a Catholic of his Archbishop? comments. Yeah, he's the uh, let's see. He is the president of the Pontifical Academy for Life. He's defending uh, he's assisted saying, suicide. He's, yeah, he's a terrible guy. Well, this but shows you where Francis is too. And then the Vatican came out and tried to, quote, clarify what he said and act like he wasn't uh, promoting assisted, assisted suicide. suicide. But I read his, I read the comments that he did actually mm -hmm. make. They were all Pope Francis type of comments where none of them meant a whole lot altogether. Like you oh, couldn't okay. pin down okay. and say, this means this. There is yeah. no meaning to what he said, but... He it's was like, defending assisted suicide. As long as you stay meaningless, the people who need your your approval to go do their sins can feel like they yeah. have that, and so they can yeah. sin in good conscience. And the conservatives who want to point out the problems with your defending their sins uh, don't have anything you can to say, hang their well, head he, on. Well, he wasn't saying that. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. These people drive me nuts. We need to get rid of them. Uh, Missouri diocese, diocese refuses religious ex exemptions for vaccines, citing moral uh, uh, responsibility. I guess what this is, is a Catholic school diocese, the, the, all the Catholic schools in that diocese required vaccines to go to the school. Which I guess all, ones, like all schools everywhere and... does. Yeah. 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 But some people are saying, look, I'm guidance. not going to use vaccines that I'm not injecting aborted babies into my body. Yeah. That's, so that's that, the argument. Every Catholic diocese should be on board with that stance. Period. Right. But they're not. No they're reservations. No. So let's say I'm not Catholic. I can claim this as a religious exemption and they accept it. If I am Catholic, 
then this diocese says, no, you don't get the exemption. We're Catholic and we're saying it's okay. Huh. We're actually saying you have to do this. Wow. So this is how nefarious the, this archdiocese is. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, uh, I, you know, it, it, there's no other word for it. This is nefarious. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, on the same, on the other side of the coin, a federal judge rules that Mississippi must allow religious exemptions for school vaccines. So, okay. uh, I guess maybe this will be fought out in court in Missouri, and mm -hmm. maybe uh, it's so up in the air everywhere right now because these judges are making all the laws. This has to stop. Yeah. This is crazy. Um, a judge orders Chicago to reinstate all the city employees that were fired for reviewing COVID shots and give them back pay. That's a good thing. It's I a good just, thing, I still, but like I said, it's still that the judge is the making judges. the laws. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would rather see okay, Chicago got, just fall as a city because it has stupid policies and all those people who see how stupid the policies are go to another city. Yeah. Um, okay, LifeSite News has this report about this guy, uh, Bishop Vitus Hunder, and he's talking about the 1988 excommunication of SSPX bishops. Okay. Um, he's reporting that, number one, Pope Francis said that the SSPX priests are not schismatics. Now, I... When did he say We that? looked into this one time. I don't think technically they are schismatic at this time. But those bishops were excommunicated. And this guy's uh, coming out publicly saying that the excommunication was unjust. But I don't understand why that even matters and why they're reporting it. Um, they were still excommunicated, whether it was unjust or not. Well, there, that and was excommunication part of the... is. That was part of the debate because I went to, uh, there was a debate they had between Michael Davies and E. Michael Jones at a Keeping, um, Keep, Keep the Faith conference or whatever. And part of the nuance of the debate, because the, they're talking about the excommunication when Lefebvre consecrated these four bishops without right. a papal mandate. And, and part of the nuance was to do this uh, incurred a, a uh, what they call late sententiae excommunication, which means you, you know basically the the act itself excommunicates you. you there is no yeah. need for a declaration by the Pope excommunicating you. It's your act that excommun right. excommunicates you. Like like when you you go get an abortion, you're excommunicated automatically. Right. It, it's there, there's no act of a bishop that that causes the excommunication at the and same so time there was there was a statement uh, by john paul ii and so that was part of the debate is is the statement of john paul ii is that the excommunication or is it just a statement by paul john paul ii stating that they right. incurred an excommunication 
automatically by performing this consecration. I don't, I don't know what the actual answer is or how it was the sense of it. Was I don't either, but I don't think it matters. Either way, they're excommunicated by and the act itself. Yes, the automatic act. Uh, well, the, the thing is, there's no question of justice need... when it comes to an automatic excommunication. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, and in order to overcome that, something needs to happen officially, which, as far as I understand, did happen. Pope Francis... Uh, did he lift the excommunication? That's, I think it was Pope Francis. Maybe it was Benedict. I, I don't even remember now. I don't now think Benedict did. Because... No. Every now and then I look into this and I say, okay, my my feeling towards the whole thing never changes. Every time I go through all the information, mm -hmm. we did a show about it yeah. um, years ago. I've not seen anything to change my mind on it. I'm not, I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm just saying, I don't know what you guys are yet. You're not, you're not normal as far as the canon goes and yeah. uh, I'm going to stick with the norm. Your canonical status you know? is not entirely resolvable. <laughs> right. At the very so, least. Uh, Canadian students are planning an international walkout protest in support of Josh Alexander. Remember is this, this guy? Is this the Catholic guy who was booted yep. for not wanting to uh yeah not wanting to dudes to be able to go into the girls bathrooms the girls bathroom yep uh so i i don't know i wonder how big this would be yeah, that'd be pretty interesting because this is a catholic school that he was expelled from it's yeah. not just a strict regular school this is the catholic church that's doing this there I'm trying to remember when I was of high school age. Um, these kinds of things, I, I guess I just didn't think about them. Yeah. But no one did. Nobody thought about the it. The idea of a walkout, that was just to skip school, you know? Yeah. So, um... It's like our, I, I don't know. The question of but a walkout I, I, would have been completely decided by our parents. Right. It's At like, the same time, I mean, I I had a, <clears throat> a, a rebellious streak a mile wide, mm -hmm. and uh, anything that would rebel against the system, I would be all for. I'd probably do it. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I refused to do homework. I was like, look, I'm here six eight hours a day yeah why, why should do I, I need go to go home, home and do, do more work <laughs> this is bull i'm not doing it and so i just wouldn't do it uh let's see okay according to cardinal kevin farrell who was one of the pope's uh, promoters of Amoris Laetitia mm -hmm. revealed that his dicastery is preparing a document in line with the Pope's wishes on people who live in new unions after marriage failure. So, oh, is that their new code words for divorce remarried? Yeah, without the benefit yeah. of an annulment. Right. I don't. 
basically the Pope wants them to re be able to receive communion, so he's preparing. Yeah. That document. So if he comes out with a with a statement, I mean, again, I'm worried. I I question what is this a Vatican document, and what kind of teeth does it have? Mm -hmm. The same yeah. for Amoris Laetitia. I don't quite understand still. There is. There is heresy in this document. Yeah. If you understand it the way Pope Francis says it it's meant to, to be understood. To, yeah. There's there's no other way. And I've heard some of the explanations for it. They all sound dumb. Yeah, they're stupid. I mean, dumb. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and that's just concerning divorce and civilly remarried. Mm -hmm. There's other parts of it. Uh, Tim Gordon has parted out, has pointed out a couple problems with the document. I never even read the document. Um, it's so hard to read anything from Pope Francis. And we took, what, three or four months to read one of his very short letters that he wrote. Um, well, we took like wrote four a episodes, a, a full month. We did this, four this episodes. This and then condensed all of that into a book. And the book is still yeah. for sale. I, I don't. We don't sell a bunch of them. Every now and then one gets bought. That's, but uh, it's and that was a very short letter. Yeah. Compared to what he usually does. Oh, yeah. I mean, a, uh, a lot of his stuff is very long and wind, windy. Yeah. Long winded. Uh, Pope Francis is going to personally select lay men and women to form up to 25% of the synodal vote. What does that mean? What's the synodal vote? I don't vote? know. And this whole synodal vote, I I really think what they're setting us up for is not having a pope. It sounds like I think it. what this is, that's what this is all it's about. Like, it's like a way to dissolve the magisterium of the church. Because without a pope... You don't right. have bishops in union with the Pope, and you don't have a magisterium anymore. I wonder if this is how they're going to change church church teaching, by just saying, well, the Synod said this, so yeah. that's what's true, and you have to accept it if you're going to be Catholic. And it's like, well, mm. which Pope signed off on this? Well, yeah. none well, of them did. Is, we just had no a Pope. Synod. This is a... Whatever. The Synod is yeah. the thing. Which is exactly, I mean, every Catholic should be ready to reject that and say, the Synod's not right. my magisterium. Right. But if the magisterium comes out with this stuff, I don't even know what to say at this point. We are in yeah. such Weird bad times. territory, yeah. Such um, evil territory. This is all unprecedented, and we should be prepared to do anything we can to keep receiving the sacraments in mm -hmm. any way we can even if that means going to an english mass um i don't know we need the sacraments as often as we can get to them uh let's see georgia school district is going to reinstate pay plus $181,000 to a teacher who was fired for opposing lgbt children's books I don't know what opposed means, but uh, she was a substitute teacher and she took issue with one of the children's books. Mm -hmm. This was Lin Lindsay Barr and they fired her for it. And so now, now they have to re 
reinstate her and give her a bunch of money. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Well, good. Uh, Denmark had a women's museum. What's that? Um, it, it was named the Women's Museum. I don't know if it's not named that anymore. Okay. Uh, Gender Museum Denmark, previously known as the Women's Museum. They call it a gender museum. Now has a, It's called Gender Museum now, and it has a statue of a man breastfeeding a child. That's gross and impossible. That's worse almost than the picture of the woman breastfeeding a pig. Yeah. It's a crazy world. Uh, that's all the news I got though. All right. Well, I only have. Well, I have four items of news. So, okay. The the first item is kind of a personal story. This is just funny. I don't know. It, Indiana public schools at a, at their finest or whatever. Um, yeah. So my wife is one of those um, lotto ticket buyers that you hate. Um, she doesn't buy. She doesn't stand in line and spend a whole bunch of time on them. But she does go in and buy these lotto tickets. So she went in does and she, she said, "Scratch them out while you're waiting." Oh no 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 life. never never. If it's a, I mean, she usually doesn't buy scratch offs. She just says, uh, "Give me some some Hoosier lottos," and then goes away. No so okay she, wait a minute. In Indiana, these are the lotto. lottos where they where they have the balls that you got to wait for them to do the balls in order to know where they. Oh go. okay. It's that kind of stuff. But still, she does. What I question is, can you? Pay it's still an with idiot tax. Card? In Indiana. Can you pay what? With a credit card. Uh, no. Debit card. Not a credit card. Debit card? Okay. It, it's got to be cash. that's a thing. You can't use and your there's credit. Always it's got to be cash. And it's like, so they have to ring it up separately, and it's all a big thing. Yeah, and it's, it's still, like, but, oh but gosh, the thing is. Get out of the way. Okay. We, I, so you know, she went thing, and got a so, card. But but you can't do it at the normal checkout. You got to go to the like if you go into Meyer, you got to go to the special customer service place. Oh, you can't okay. do it at the normal okay, counter that's anyway. Good. Uh, of course, gas stations are different. You just do it at the counter. But the thing is, yeah. So she goes up and she she says, okay, I want I want uh, you know these tickets. It's going to be like fifteen bucks or something like that. And the woman says. You know what? I've got these other tickets here too. If you'd like them, uh, the the some woman before, you know, they they rang up, they were rung up accidentally, but we have to sell them. Would you like them? And you know, you hear the stories about people serendipitously, you know. Yeah. Okay, I'll go ahead. And, yeah. Anyway, so she said, okay, fine, I'll buy them. So these tickets added up to seven dollars. The ones that Terry was buying added up to fifteen. And so the woman who's trying to work this out she says let's see um 15 and 7 that's 17, um 15 22 well so she's trying to figure this out the woman who is behind her uh says i don't know i forget the woman's let's say it's darlene says yeah. well darlene now okay what you would think that she's about to say she doesn't say. Instead, she says, Darlene, there's a calculator right there. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, everybody's phone has a calculator, but yeah. still. It's like, for 15 plus 7? <laughs> What's 5 plus 7? 12. Now I add 10. It's that easy. 
Uh, but I, I only okay, memorized I, up to 12 plus 12. <laughs> I, I sympathize. I really do. Because I am a slow thinker. And uh, if I'm in a, in, a, in a position where people are waiting on me, I'm going to go even. Oh, slower. yeah, that's even. It's, it's, it's you know, hard. I, yeah, I, get, I nervous get that. And, but... <laughs> and it's like everybody's standing behind me. It's hard to say, all right, block everything out. I just want to think about this math problem. And uh, it's just hard to do that when there's people standing there waiting. Huh. All right. Well, okay. So that's my, my personal story. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is um, about nudity in the news. So in Germany... Um, I guess there's a, this, this apartment buildings and the landlord likes to sunbathe naked in the courtyard of his building. I guess it's the, the apartments must be arranged around. So there's like a, a courtyard in the center or something like that. Okay. And the tenants said, whoa, if we have to look at that, we want to pay less rent. And the court decided, nope, yeah. you still have to pay the full amount of rent. <laughs> so they brought it to court and said... I mean, did they have to look at that before? I mean, is this... It, it seems like something that um, if you just agreed to the rent, not thinking that... Yeah, but the rent usually comes with a contact contract that you have a right to the... like. Often it'll right. be like right to quiet use of the property and that kind of stuff right and the maybe the, something like that the renters are saying that the usability of the property was impaired by the fact that there's this this naked guy in the middle of the courtyard sunning himself certainly i would think just i would think i mean it's like now i can't let my kids go out exactly because, so ugh. anyway german courts disagreed put some clues they said, nope, got to pay the So, uh, no, we're going to, okay, so, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have gone through all that. That sounds like people just trying to get cheaper rent. The better thing to do would be to move and say, <laughs> yeah. this is disgusting. But, you know, it's not always and that easy. let the easy. landlord, I know it's not always that easy, but the landlord will attract a certain type of type person. Type of uh, tenant, yeah, that's true, and that's true and not other type of persons and uh that everything will change for that landlord. well you know and i i sorry i might Maybe. have i might have Maybe taken a different approach because this is the courtyard and it's like okay whatever i i'm going to go out on my balcony that overlooks the courtyard and i'm going to throw out biodegradable trash like I liquid stuff that. i'm just going to toss it out into the courtyard casually you know and if I you would, don't want to get hit by it, then don't be sunning himself. I would, every day, pretend to have a squirt gun fight with other people. There, there you go. But Start that squirting. squirt gun would it's always have, like, be lemonade or something like that. With, oh, no, 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 no. Like sticky Juices stuff. from uh, poison ivy. <laughs> poison <laughs> ivy. Bubble up poison ivy plants. Boil, boil some every, poison ivy and use that water on your squirt gun. <laughs> To every case of nudity, that is the answer. That's that's right. Grind up squirt, poison ivy, put poison it in your water. squirt gun, and squirt them. It's like, okay. I cannot even this. imagine having poison ivy on my junk, you know. 
That would yeah. that would be a very yeah. good deterrent uh, against public nudity. Yeah. That should be a thing now. Everybody. Okay, everybody. So naked if people with poison ivy. I don't think that's a, a real problem. I don't in have America, that problem here. No, but you know, not really. if anybody outside of America listens to this podcast, uh, you may have these problems. Go grab some poison ivy. We do have a couple Chinese listeners. Boil it in water, and then let it cool. Yeah. Put it in your squirt gun and pretend to have a I fight. I don't think I don't know if that'll work. Nudies. I don't I don't know if uh, boiling it would work. You, well, you got to get uh, the oils out of the, the plant. Sap. Yeah, you got to yeah, suck I know, the oils but out. But it's the if leaves. If you grind it up, if you grind it up. Mm-hmm. And then press it. I think that's enough. You think that's good enough? Most people just touch it, and they get it. Well, I know. I, I'm almost you sure. You gotta get it into your water. Because I, I squirted a guy's uh, car doors with it once, and I noticed the next week he's itching his hands and stuff. Really? How did you? You yeah. did it what you, the way you said? You cut it up and pressed it? I think I, I didn't even press it. I used a squirt bottle which would actually spray the chunks out. So, huh. I don't know. Well, I'm pretty okay. sure you wouldn't have to boil it. I don't get poison ivy, so I don't know how to Yeah, you know, that's one of those things. We, to... we um, for a long time, I, I think I get mild cases of it now if I get around it, but we developed a, a sort of resistance to poison ivy because we had those goats. Yeah. And we used to drink the milk, and the goats ate all the poison ivy plants. I don't know what it is. They love poison ivy. Yeah, and they and, would eat. And I'm, I plan on having goats by the, by this winter. How's that fence so, coming? Um, huh? How's that fence? Coming? Yeah. So I won't get poison <clears throat> ivy anymore. Uh, it's coming. Good. I just, okay. I broke my toe last night, so. I'm but you know the thing is, again. being away from goats for 15 years or 20 years or whatever, however long it's said, 25. Yeah. I now find that I'm allergic to goat dander. Like if I go to a petting zoo and I pet dander. goats, my eyes are like red and puffy and I'm all itchy and stuff like that. It's awful. Uh, I don't know what the deal it is. It could be it could be a male female thing. Like a male goat. Could be, but I didn't think they would have males at these petting zoos. But yeah, uh, could they be that. Sometimes they have uh, males <clears throat> that have had their junk cut off oh, okay. and stuff like that. <clears throat> well, uh, that's a good point. I, sometime I'll have to see if I can figure that out. Yeah, if you can go to an all-female goat zoo. Well, I'll just come well, over when you I'll have, have goat goats. You're going to have females. And you, you can just pet them because yeah. I won't have males. <clears throat> and you can find out. Then I'll know. All right. Yeah. Uh, TSA, who would have thought that TSA would have to... Um, be on the lookout for vampires. In Boston, apparently uh, a guy was arrested for carrying a dangerous weapon, which was, it turns out, a titanium vampire straw. Vampire straw. Uh, the news report says the Transport Security Administration doesn't allow vampire straws to be carried onto a flight. The company that makes the straw bills it as a self-defense weapon since it can be used like a dagger, but it can also be used as a straw to slurp down smoothies and other drinks. Okay, I got, and it's called a vampire straw. I guess you you could like jab it into somebody's, through somebody's skull and use it to suck their blood out of their 
I don't know. I guess so. Vampires? I have a metal straw here somewhere. A metal one? Where did I put that thing? A metal straw. Yeah, here it is. It says about a, a 10 inch long metal straw with a bevel end. That's about 10 inches. Yeah. I, it's got a rubber tip on the end. Oh. No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah I mean, oh. it's a little bit beveled. Not not enough to call it a weapon. Not like a knife. But, like, could you, uh, like, you, but you couldn't use that as a dagger if you wanted to. I don't think so. It says the I company mean, if that I, if makes I had a the really, straw builds it as a, as a weapon. If I had a really good grip on it. Yeah, because uh, otherwise let's it would say, like... If you cut this at a slant and mm -hmm. sharpen you could turn it, it into yeah, a I guess dagger. it could. Yeah. Ah. And <laughs> anyway. blood out of people. <laughs> the news report calls well, it vampire straws. Hey, they took down the Twin Towers with box cutters, so... Yeah, okay, so, you know, vampire straws... But the TSA is... is such a joke, I, I don't understand why it's even a thing still. You know, that's the They've thing... They've proven themselves to be jokes. And, and honestly... So stupid. I mean, people Why people get used to them? just just accepting risks. I mean, I don't know about people today. People back when when nine eleven happened twenty years ago. Yeah, we had this like I don't know ability to just life is risky. We take the risks that life has and we live our lives. If TSA had yeah. never developed, if TSA had not gotten to where okay yeah all these bags are being inspected and you got to take your belts and shoes off and all that kind of stuff if none of that stuff had happened after 9-11 people would still be flying it, it's yeah. not like people are would have been fearful over that stuff today it's a little bit different i mean people today it's like through after covid everybody's still afraid even though they've yeah. learned that there's nothing to be afraid of whereas a certain sub, uh, I don't know, component of the population, even during COVID, even when all the worst was was reasonable to believe about COVID, we still weren't afraid. We, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. it's a new risk. We're just still going to live our lives. So what? I, I, the and only used to be everybody was like I that. Saw the only crowd I saw that wasn't afraid was the TLM crowd. Yeah, that's true. And, and I, I knew I was home when I walked into that church and nobody had a mask Nobody had a, the, the more religious people were, the less they were afraid. Not because they believed yeah. by being religious that they were going to be spared COVID or anything like that, but just because they, know, they already know that dying is part of living. So I'm not going to yeah. stop living just because I'm afraid of dying. And, and yeah. they just approach life that way. All right. One more story. This is another naked story. Because I know you love okay. those. Um, I love naked So, <laughs> So this is in, in Austria. Um, I, okay. So people at, that like to frequent a, a nude beach in like it says the northern edge of Vienna um, yeah. are up in arms because of a plan for a cable car that might run over the beach so there I guess I guess there's this plan for this cable car and it's just by coincidence because the, the the cable car itself would give these you know views of v 
Vienna and stuff like that. And just okay. by coincidence, it's going to pass right over this nude beach or this this clothing optional beach. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and, but but here's the thing: all the people that? that are there anyway, it's like, well, you're letting everybody around you look at you anyway. Why just sh why should you care if there's a cable car overhead? Yeah. Why would you care? Is it? I I'm like if you I've never been to a nude thing. If you go to a nude thing, is there like? Is this, like rules, like you can't have your camera or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Or is there an ethic like, oh wait a minute, if if you're nude, you can don't see me nude. Don't stare for too long. But if you're not nude, you're not allowed to look at me nude or yeah, something like that. I don't know. I, I have no idea how that culture works. It's a completely foreign thing to me. The the culture is it's like look every now and then somebody has pictures. Oh, I went to this nude beach, and I'm looking. I'm like, okay. Every, it's almost like every nudist is ugly. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it just seems that way. You never see really beautiful nude women, except like when it does happen, it's a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just more often than not, if they're a nudist, that's, uh, you that's don't the thing. I mean, nude. yeah. I mean, nudists tend to not be pretty looking people, I guess. It's, yeah, you know, the pretty people don't I become think, nudists, right? And I think uh, maybe, especially with age, I think the underwear supports things that make you look better later when you're nude. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, like okay. Sags, you get yeah. sags and stuff if you don't wear clothing. And yeah. I think that maybe happens. So better, better to wear clothing and then you're only nude for short periods of time. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. And when when <laughs> you think, really want to you know, look good, you Every might time look okay. like a nudist thing comes up, I, I just can't help thinking about that episode of Monk with the... Uh... <laughs> with uh, the nudist beach. That was yeah. a funny one. You know who that guy is. Uh, yeah. The guy, he's... the nudist... He is, well, he's a few guys. First of all, he's Jethro on the yep. Beverly Hillbillies movie. Oh, he, I didn't know him by that one. He is also um, um, the guy in, in Office Space, the oh, no. neighbor in Office Space. Yeah, he is that guy. And and then he's in uh, Napoleon Dynamite, too. <laughs> Rick Squando! <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't know that, but I kept hearing the voice. I'm like, I know that Man, I know that guy. And yeah. then I looked it up. Yeah, he is in Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, he's funny. Uh, he does a lot of voice acting, hilarious. too. He's got a good voice. Yeah, he does. All right. All right. That's all I got for news. Is that it? That's it for okay. news. Got a door. Uh, Going to do the bard. Yep. Let me know when you got your uh, okay AI up. You think I'd get these things ready beforehand? Oh yeah. Hard. No, that's okay. It's easy enough. So the uh, the dice roll came up with uh, number one, which is Old Testament. Uh, I can't see your screen yet. For some reason, this share it. isn't coming up. Here it what comes. Okay, I can see it now. There it so is. the okay. the question is. <clears throat> Who described our strength as being... Hold on. Okay. Who described what? 
our strength. J-T-H, yeah, as being the, and the rest is in quotes, joy of the Lord. Okay, I'm going to say, I would I don't know, I'm going to say David. We had this. Huh? We I did would not swear have that we had this. No, we didn't. We had something similar, I think. Probably. I think we had something like, what was the joy of the Lord uh, oh. described as? And and I, I think we had guessed maybe the helmet or something like that. Oh, no, no, no. That was St. Paul that, that, yeah, he that, okay. But that was, okay, you're right. That was, that, that, that was a, the like the, the St. Paul, he had that, um, that analogy that he, the metaphors that he was doing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But this is, but this is old Testament, but this is slightly different. This would oh, be this different. Is old Testament. Yeah. I'm okay. going to, I'm going to say David, um, David or Solomon. Okay. I'm going to flip the card. You go ahead and, and hit. All right. So, Oh, I was so says... wrong. Very much later in the, uh, prophets. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Spoken by Ezra yep. the scribe, who was That's reading the right. law to the people of Israel that they had returned from exile into Babylon. The people were weeping as they listened to the law because they realized how far they had fallen short of God's standards. Wow, I should read that story. I mean, consider the unwillingness of people, of Catholics right now, to mm-hmm. understand how bad they are in in voting for people like Bill Clinton like, and yeah, yeah. Obama and right. Biden. By uh, the way, my prayer, speaking of which, uh, is has been hand, you know assigned to a a censor with the archdiocese for you know oh, with yeah. the request for the imprimatur. This was uh, this was a prayer that you. Um, wrote to St. Francis. I composed a prayer to St. Francis for specifically three things for bishops, holiness, wisdom, and manliness. Yeah. And it, okay. I mean, it's, it's a well, little maybe. bit longer and a little bit more specific than that, but it's, it's yeah. based on the, like those three things, holiness, wisdom, you, manliness. That's what you, we need from bishops. Put it in the form of like a response. Uh, both. I, like I a, submitted like both forms for the imprimatur. One is okay. for the individual, and then the one is is taking um, your suggestions um, for the okay. the more the the responsive litany thing. Okay, well, that'll be cool. So if if I get um, the imprimatur, I'll be able to publish. the The key thing, I mean, I would be able to have it printed and and hand out. No matter what, I you know I would not be yeah. technically violating any kind of church code by printing it and distributing it. But if I if I get the imprimatur, I'll be able to go to churches and say to the pastors, yeah. "Hey, here's this prayer card. Can I leave this on you know along with your other literature yeah. for people to pick up and take with them?" If uh, yeah, if we do that, we'll we'll put it on the website and right. Uh, there we go. I was 
get rid of the bard and uh, ask people to start praying it. I will. Yeah, actually, um, I should start praying it myself anyway, daily. Okay, I need to. I I've been skipping on the rosary lately. I need to. Uh, I need to get back on there. Um. All right. Well, folks, uh, that's all we got. So think about what we said. And as always, go roll and circle the beads, everyone.